0: Morning. So if you have your scriptures, turn over to John chapter one, and we're going to start in verse forty eight. Verse forty eight. The Lord's word tells us in verse forty eight Nathaniel saith unto me, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before thou Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said unto you, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much again for allowing us to be in your house, Lord, the opportunity, the blessing, Lord, and also giving us the strength to obey you to be here this morning, Lord, as you call us to come together, Lord, to lift up our voices and worship you, Lord, to come together to study the study ourselves approved so that we can rightly divide your word that you have revealed to us, Lord. Lord, thank you so much for the Son of God, Lord, who is also known as the Son of Man, who connects the beginning to the end, Lord, and connects us from earth who are sinners, to you who is God, who is the one who can save us all. Lord, thank you so much for being that God, the only true God, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. So yesterday we had quite a people, bit of people come out to help us clean up, straighten up, and uh, just, just fellowship together. And one thing that I noticed is that tools, they come in handy every bit of tools that we used came in handy yesterday anywhere from from a vacuum to to wipes to cleaners to a hammer ralph and cash are over there hammering up those little uh, little nails around the edge of the the rooms over there in the parsonage um it, it comes in handy to have tools in life in fact you wouldn't be able to do a lot of things without the tools that we have um, We sit there and filled up that bin fairly quickly yesterday, and Herbie went and grabbed this truck with a big old crane, came over here and smashed it down so we can put more into the bin. Without that, we wouldn't have been able to get much further than we did yesterday morning without him having that tool on hand. One of the tools that we didn't use yesterday is a tool I want to talk about today, and that is the ladder. We didn't have to use the ladder yesterday. We used a bunch of other tools, but we didn't have to use a ladder yesterday. One of the main things that a ladder is used for is when you want to go from something low to something higher, right? A lot of times ladders are used to get to the tops of roofs. Uh, Living in the trailer, I've had to put tar on that trailer roof several times over the years, and I've had to use a ladder to get up top. Uh, Some people, they have to use uh, stools to get to the top of the fridge, to get to the top of the cabinets. Um, In fact, at work, we have a ladder to get to the top of a machine to unjam it when it gets jammed. Ladders are useful tools. It carries you from the bottom to the top. Did you realize, do you realize that Jesus Christ is a ladder for you and I? He is a ladder for God. He, in fact, Jesus connects God's words from the Old Testament to God's words in the New Testament. Without Jesus Christ and His proclamation and who He is, we would not be able to connect God's Word in its entirety. From the Old Testament, Genesis, to the New Testament of the book of Revelation, which is a prophetic book, to the future. What I want to talk about is a title that Jesus is called. Now, we all know Him as the Son of God, right? We always refer to Him as Son of God. But that wasn't His favorite title to use. Over 80 times in the Gospels, Thirteen of them alone are in the book of John. He loved to use the title, the Son of Man. The Son of Man. Now, why would he call himself the Son of Man? Because he was making sure when we see him in the sky, we can use him as a connection, as a ladder from the Old Testament to the New Testament. For he is the ladder that is spoken about. He is the ladder that is spoken about to Jacob in Genesis chapter 28. So if you have your scriptures there, let's turn back to there, and then we'll we'll keep your fingers there in John because we're going to come right back to that. But see, Jesus Christ is the true ladder that is spoken about during the dream that Jacob has in Genesis chapter 28. Genesis chapter 28 verse 12. He's there sleeping. And a lot of people sit there and we talk about the prior verses where he sleeps with pillows made of stone, stones as pillows. But in verse 12, it brings up that he dreamt and beheld a ladder set up upon earth, and the top of it reached into heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending upon it. Doesn't that sound like what I just read in John chapter 1? Where he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, hereafter you shall see heaven open, and angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. You see, in reality, Jesus was the very fulfillment of what was spoken about in Genesis chapter 28. Because without Jesus, you and I, along with the angels, would not have a connection between heaven and earth. Well, what does that mean? Well, for starters, without Jesus Christ, we would not have any kind of reconciliation with God the Father. Without that latter, who was Jesus Christ to sit there and enable us to be able to go from the ground up to the Father, we would not be able to reconcile. We would not be able to come back together as as a family to God. If you are here with us on Sunday nights, we just got finished talking about the, the sin, how sin entered in in Genesis chapter 3, and how Eve was deceived by the serpent, but Adam willingly partook of the fruit of the tree of good, of the knowledge of good and evil, the tree in which God told him specifically, do not partake of. Why? Because sin would enter in, and death would come upon the humankind, or actually upon the whole world. And because of that, there was a dissension. There was a separation between God and us. There was a gap put between God and his creation that he sit there and he didn't just speak us into existence. He molded us into existence and then breathed life into us. That's why he's called Yahweh Elohim. One, the God who gave us life, who breathed life into us. But there was a gap. A gap that cannot been that could not, cannot, will ever be able to be repaired except unless you have the very one named Jesus Christ. The one who is the bridge or the ladder that connects us to our Father. He is the very one, He is the true one that can reconcile. Not by our works, that's not gonna that's not gonna happen. We cannot reconcile ourselves with the Father. We cannot mend that relationship that has been broken. Because of the very sin that you and I commit. The very sin that was committed in Genesis chapter 3. We cannot sit there and reconcile ourselves. It was only by the very death of Christ and His resurrection that that reconciliation came about. That that mending together. Have any of you tried to climb the side of a house to get to the roof? No. You have to have a what to get to the roof? A ladder. Jesus is that ladder. You have to have Jesus to be able to get to that place, to get to the higher place. And, and it's not just that. It, it, it's, it's life in and of itself. You yourself cannot bring life into yourself, can you? No, Jesus had to come in and give you life. Yes. Right? Jesus had to come in and give you life. By His death, we were given life. By His life, we were saved. Turn over to Romans chapter 5 with me. Romans chapter 5 verse 10. And let's just back up just a little bit to verse 6. It says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended his love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if, and this is verse 10, When we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son. Much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. It's only by the cross and what happened upon the cross that you and I can be reconciled to God the Father. It's Jesus Christ, the One who sit there and made that—not made that, but He is that ladder for us to go from the bottom. To the top. The ladder that was in the dream of Jacob in Genesis chapter 28. He saw that ladder, that connection that allowed us to go up and angels to come down. It was Jesus Christ who was the connection. And only Jesus Christ. How many of us have multiple ladders at the house? Most of us have many different ladders. And different ladders are used for different things, are they not? I mean, if you want to go to the top of the roof of a house, you're not going to use an A-frame ladder, right? You're going to use one of the ladders that you extend and you lean against the roof. You sit there and you make sure that it's firmly founded upon the ground so it won't tilt back and forth. The thing about Jesus Christ is you don't have to worry about the wind blowing it back and forth like you do a real ladder. The wind can't blow the truth around. It can't. That's why we study the Word of God. That's why we depend upon Jesus Christ. Because when we build our house upon the rock, who is Jesus Christ, no storm is going to be able to blow it down. When the storm comes, it's going to beat against that house and the house ain't going to move. Because we're founded upon Jesus Christ. Same thing with Jesus Christ being the ladder. When you're trying to, I say trying, when people in this world try to get to heaven and they try any other kind of ladder out there, no other ladder is going to allow them to reach heaven. No other ladder is going to be able to allow them to be there in the presence of the Father. No other ladder is going to sit there and allow them to reach the rooftop. To go from unholy to holy, from unrighteous to righteous, go, to go from dead to being alive. No other ladder is going to enable them. No other tool is going to be able to allow them to do that except by the name of Jesus Christ. Really? That is the faulty teachings of the world that you can sit there and build a ladder to heaven. That's one of the reasons why God sit there and tore down the tower of Babel. Because they thought they could build their own way to heaven. And they couldn't. Only Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, because of Jesus Christ, for Jesus Christ, are we reconciled with God the Father. Amen. Turn over to 2 Corinthians with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Because of Jesus Christ, we have thrown away, the old things are passed away, and we're new creatures. He has built that bridge so that we have become new creatures. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, listen to this, what Paul tells the Corinthian church. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation. Did you realize that? That if you're a believer today, your ministry, regardless if you're singing, preaching, going out, feeding the homeless, you are part of the ministry of reconciliation? The ministry of Jesus Christ where he died upon the cross to bring forth a new relationship between you and the Father because of Jesus Christ. It says to it that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, when we are ambassadors of Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Now listen to this, verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. What's amazing is, is when you climb up on that ladder, that ladder is supposed to be designed to hold your weight, to bear your weight. Jesus Christ bared the weight of our sins upon that cross that allows us to be able to reach God the Father. Amen. No other ladder can bear the weight of the sins. You and I cannot bear that weight of sins. We can't. But Jesus Christ could. And while we were yet sinners, God showed us that love that through His Son, through His death, our sins were paid and through His life we have been saved. We have been reconciled. And what's, what's interesting is in John chapter one, Jesus sit there and told Nathaniel that I seen you underneath the fig tree. And a lot of a lot of scholars, when they're doing this study, why would Jesus all of a sudden bring up Genesis 28? Why would Jesus bring attention to Genesis 28, where it sits there and talks about Jacob's dream about the ladder and the, uh, reaching from earth to heaven, heaven to earth, allowing angels to ascend and descend? A lot of people believe that Nathaniel was studying that piece of scripture. There, underneath the fig tree. And Jesus sat there and told him exactly what that meant. That, that ladder that you're reading about, the Son of Man is the one who sits there. The Son of God is the one who sits there and is the ladder, the true ladder. But see, he's not just the ladder that, that, that reaches up down from heaven to earth, but because he's called the Son of Man, he becomes the ladder that connects God's Word. You know, we wonder why he's called the Son of Man. For he is the Son of God. Why would he be called the Son of Man? Well, in Daniel chapter 7, if you would turn to Daniel chapter 7. And while you're turning there, I'm going to read John chapter 1 again real quick. When Philip went to go get Nathanael, this is what he told Nathanael. You're turning over Turn over to Daniel chapter 7. Philip told Nathanael, We have found him who Moses in the law and the prophets did right, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. We have found the one that the prophets spoke about. Well, Jesus claims to be the son of God, and Jesus claims to be the son of man. So which prophet sit there and told them about the son of man? Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. And this is one of the visions that God gave Daniel. He says, I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the ancients of days, which is a, a title for God the Father, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom, and with all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominions is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that shall not be destroyed. Wow, amazing. Who does that sound like who does that sound like the son of man is who jesus Jesus christ the son of man is jesus christ so when we sit there and we read about the son of man in the new testament we can connect that ladder jesus is that ladder between the prophets of the old to the new testament fulfillments in jesus christ now not just during his gospel time now remember uh that was his favorite term that was his favorite title over 80 times throughout the four gospels Jesus was referred to as the Son of Man. But it also connects him to the future. See, when he's there in the Gospels, that's his first coming. That's his first advent. But he's going to come again, is he not? Did he leave and he's going to stay away, or is he coming back? He's coming back. He's coming back. We, we sit there and we sung about that. He's coming back. He can't we can't wait until he calls us home because he, he, he's coming back. And we're going to be with him wherever he wherever he's at. That's what he says in John 14, that he goes to prepare a place for us. And where he is, so shall we also be. He's going to come back and get us. Right? Amen. When he comes back, there's going to be one who comes. The clouds are going to open up, and one's going to come in the clouds. And everyone's going to see him. Right? Amen. That's Revelation chapter 19. That's not just Revelation chapter 19, but that's also Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Where it sits there and it tells us that he is the one He is the one who's going to come back in the clouds. He's going to come back in the clouds. Now Daniel seven already said the Son of Man, he's seen the, 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 the prop the future, God had given him the, the vision of a prophecy where the man, a uh, one who is likened unto the Son of Man. Now how do we know a person that's going to come in the future out of the sky that likened unto the Son of Man if no one has ever seen the Son of Man? That's where Jesus comes in. There's the connection. Jesus proclaims to be the Son of Man. So when it time comes and He comes back, and we sit there and we look up, and we see the, 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 the clouds roll back like a scroll is the way it talks about in the book of Revelation. And we see one likened unto the Son of Man. we sit there and know that that is the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophets. That's the fulfillment of what Daniel was shown by God in Daniel chapter 7. He was going to come back in the clouds. Now, let's look in the New Testament and see how Daniel's prophecies are fulfilled in Jesus in the New Testament. It sits there and says in Daniel 7 that it was given to him dominion, glory, and a kingdom. He was given a dominion, right? He was given a kingdom. He was given authority. And Satan tried to tempt him and say, hey, you can have all these things, but God... He did give him all those things. God the Father gave him all authority. Look at Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. We always read verse 19 and 20 where it says, Go ye therefore and uh, uh, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them all the things that you have observed, all the things that I have taught you, and I will be with you always until the end of the world. But in verse 18, before he gets to that, he makes a statement. He makes a statement in verse 18, Jesus came and spoken to them saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. The, the, The authority, the kingdom, the dominion was given over unto Jesus. It was given over to Jesus. Now Jesus came, he lived a life, he taught the principles, he taught the truth of God, Right? He taught that He was the only way to Him. He was the only medium. He was the mediator. Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. No one shall come into the Father except by Him. He's the only ladder that you can use. The only ladder that's going to get you where you need to go. But then it also says in Philippians chapter 2, after He came out of obedience unto the Father, He came with a mind of humility, veiled in human flesh, being a servant, to die, to rise again. And then what happens after his resurrection? Go over to Philippians chapter 2. What happened after his resurrection? In Philippians chapter 2. Y'all didn't know y'all were going to be going all over the Bible this morning, did you? In Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. After he died upon the cross, after he rose again, after he taught for 40 days, he ascended. verse 9 it says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. He exalted him to his right hand. Not only that, it says that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, the things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Now what did we just read in the book of Daniel? In Daniel chapter 7, the one likened unto the Son of Man would be coming in the clouds. He would have dominion. He would have a kingdom that never ceases and he would have sovereignty. All nations of every tongue will bow down, not just here on earth, but in heaven, on earth, and under earth. That means the angels, the demons, and the people in the middle, the believers, the unbelievers, everyone will one day sit there and recognize the lordship of Jesus Christ. That's what it's saying. And that's already spoken about in Daniel chapter 7. Then it's spoken about again and revealed again in the New Testament Gospels and the letters that were written. And then we will sit there and we're prepared when that time comes, if it does come in our lifetime, we're prepared that when those clouds roll back, we know who's coming. Right? We know who's coming. Because Jesus Christ is the one who connects all those things. He's the one who connects God's Word from the Old Testament to the New Testament. He's the one who sits there and connects us to our salvation, who reconciles us to our Father. He's the lighthouse who sits there and guides us away from the rocks, is He not? He's the ladder who allows us to go from unholy to holy. Now, none of us can be holy on our on, by ourselves, but we are made holy We are separated from the world when we're born again. We become new creatures where all things have passed away. We went from being dead to being alive. We couldn't do that on our own. Only by Jesus Christ, who is the true ladder, can we sit there and go from being under the ground, dead, to being alive and walking. Only Jesus Christ. We were far away and only by Jesus Christ are we brought nigh. We are below the promises of God, but only by Jesus Christ are we brought into the fold where we can receive the promises of God. Only by Jesus Christ. Only by Jesus Christ. He is the true ladder. He's the true ladder. The only ladder that's going to make you. It's not, like I said before, it's not many roads that lead up the mountain. And top of the mountain is heaven. No, there's not many roads that go up to the mountain. It's like me and you walking out those doors and seeing a little two-step ladder, going down, seeing an A-frame ladder, seeing a ladder that's five foot, then going down a little bit further and finally seeing a ladder that's 15 foot. Which one are you going to use to get to the top of the roof? A lot of people are going to say, well, you can use any of them. As long as you get to the top, you can use any of them. No, there's only one ladder that's going to get you to the top. There's only one ladder that's going to give you salvation. Only one ladder that's going to give you that amendment. To the Father. And that is Jesus Christ. That is Jesus Christ. That's why it's so important when we sit here and we read in John chapter 1, why is he saying, I am the Son of Man? Why are you going to see all these things? You're going to see something even greater, Nathaniel. You think that's something that I knew what you were studying, that I saw you underneath the fig tree? You think that's something you're going to see even greater things? Because not only am I the son of God, but I'm the son of man that Daniel was talking about. Not only am I the son of man, but I'm a, I'm the ladder that was given through a dream to Jacob in Genesis 28. You're going to see a lot more things. You're going to see a lot of things that proclaim the glory of God. Hallelujah. That's what he told Nathaniel. That's what he told Nathaniel. Thank the Lord that He was truly the Rabbi. Thank the Lord that He is truly the King of the Jews. Thank the Lord He's the King of the kings and the Lord of lords. Thank Amen. the Lord that He is the Lamb of God. Thank the Lord that He is the Word of God. Thank the Lord that He is the Son of God. And thank You, Lord, for being the Son of Man, the ladder to our salvation. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the Lord and pray. Dear Lord, thank You so much again for allowing us to be here this morning. Thank You so much for giving us your Son. Jesus, thank you for being the Son of Man who connects us to our Father. And that without you, we will not be saved. Without you, we will not be reconciled. That relationship will not be repaired without you. Forever we shall be receiving the wrath of God if it wasn't for you, Jesus. Thank you, Spirit, for coming and guiding us and teaching us, convicting us, and judging us leading us unto the truth and, and showing us when we're, when we're wrong. Lord, I pray, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, that you continue to guide us according to your will, that you continue to teach us your truth so that we can worship you truly, lift up our voices in praise, in spirit and in the truth, Lord, as we go out unashamed of the gospel, prepared to, to proclaim the gospel, but also to sit there and know the answers that you've given us in your word. Lord, thank you so much for being the Son and being the Son of God and the Son of Man. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.